Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Zanati Guma. Tackling your stock-related questions this evening are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Don't forget to send those questions via SMS uh, to 41392. Email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. Thank you so much uh, to the both of you for joining us. Let's start off with the big news for the day, which is that U.S. inflation print that came out hot than expected. Wayne, what do you make of that print? Do you think this is the highest uh, peak we'll reach? Probably, yes, but we are at the peak and have been there for a couple of months. So whether the peak's eight and a half or nine or nine and a half, it doesn't actually matter. The point is, by the middle of next year, food and oil inflation will both be heavily negative. In a recession stroke slowdown, wage inflation disappears. So you're going to see U.S. inflation middle of next year, second half of next year, probably below 3%, and we'll start to get interest rate, in, interest rate decreases. They will be cut. This is a cycle. Investments are cyclical. Markets go up, they go down. Inflation goes up, it goes down. Interest rates go up and it goes down. And the only good thing about a bear market, and I don't know if we're at the bottom yet. We could be. I don't know. But the only good thing about a bear market is it gives you the opportunity to buy shares at very good prices. And the next thing we must do is buy. We mustn't panic yet. You know, panicking at the top or the bottom is where probably 80% of investment, of poor investment decisions are made is when people either panic in or panic out. Yeah. Um, David, I understand that Wayne says, you know, we can ex expect a deceleration of inflation uh, mm. next year. But you see this print and it's, it's really spread uh, across the board to a broad uh, range of, of, of <laughs> categories. Uh, does that not well, worry you that it, it might become more entrenched? No, it's not, not entrenched because the one thing that you picked up, the one thing that we've been warned of, oh, don't worry, you know, food prices will come down, which they've done. If you look at the wheat price, it's fallen, I don't know, 20, 30 percent in the last couple of weeks. Oil prices are starting to ease. Brent is around 100, having been 127. But they said, oh, no, what it's going to do is with higher gasoline or higher petrol prices, we're going to have to pay higher wages. And therefore, that becomes entrenched. Well, go have a look at what happened to wages. They're moderating. They're coming down. They're not going up, as Wayne said. So uh, that was the first thing that I looked at. And I said, hold on, this is not too bad. Mm. You know, this is not as bad as everybody is going on at. So, yes, of course, we've come out of two years of lockdown. We've come out of supply chain issues. We've come out of a war or still based in a war. But those prices will ease after... Uh, after time, you know, after everybody gets tired of traveling and goes back to work and so on. So, I, yes, you know, we're going to have high inflation, but I don't think it's something that's going to, you know, that we need to hyperventilate about and just take it calm. 
talk so about <laughs> I mean talk <laughs> about hyperventilating I, I, I would have mm. thought that the markets would, would be hyperventilating mm. at this point especially looking at the rand because I mean we had seen that uh, dollar strength for quite a while and then all of a sudden after that print uh, the czar is now below uh, 16 rand 90 so there's a question here um, I'd like Wayne's view on the czar for the remainder of the year <laughs> For the year, the remainder of the year, I can't forecast three months, six months. But I'm very confident in saying over the next, let's say, two years. It could be three months' time. I don't know. But let's say over the next two years, the rand will be below 16 again because that's a fair value to the rand. I mean, fair value is somewhere between 15 and 16. The rand is an extremely volatile currency. Mm. It only spends about 30% of its time in a fair value trading range. So whenever you look at the RAND, you must remember that 70% of the time it's incorrectly priced, either too cheap or too expensive. It is a depreciating currency, but whenever you get these blowouts, either too cheap or too expensive, you don't know how long it's going to last. You don't know where the absolute peak or trough is of the blowout, yeah. but it invariably, it always in fact comes back to fair trading range. And it's tied to the commodity cycle. We're in falling commodities now. So the moment they turn around and start to pick up the Randall strengthen. Yeah. It's not, you know, you have to, you, um, the reason that the dollar is so strong is that they're going to raise rates or the Fed is going to raise rates at a faster pace than any other central bank. Therefore, that starts to attract money. And if you look at the two-year today, that's where they... That's the rate that is going up. But as soon as the Fed starts to moderate or ease back, which will probably be a month or two, and other, other central bankers start to play the catch-up, then you're going to see the shift you know, out of the dollar into the euro, wherever. Mm. So it's, it's, it is a moving target all the time, but uh, history has shown us that it doesn't continue at this pace uh, forever or for a long time. So I would expect uh, the RAND to catch up as well or, or, or start to ease, uh, ease back against the dollar. Yeah. Improve. Improve against the dollar. Yeah. yeah. There was actually a comment here from a viewer with the dollar pulling back after the record inflation numbers. It looks like this is the top for inflation and should see inflation falling going forward. So just echoing uh, what you gentlemen had said earlier. Uh, there's a question here on NASPERS and a process. Can the wise men please tell us more or less what the current discount NASPERS and process share price is to NAV? Since the announcement of the buyback, NASPERS has increased by about 30% and Tencent has declined by about 14%. Uh, so according to my calculations, the discount of around 50% is now around 20%. What are your machines showing you there, Wayne? <laughs> well, of course, when you want to work out a discount to something, you've got to work out what that something is that the share price is discounted again. And it's easy where you have a holding company and all of the investments are listed investments. It's easy. Nice yeah. best process. You can work out 10 cent, but all the rest are unlisted mainly. And most of them, especially the big ones, are all in a startup phase. So I would say 20% discount. Another analyst would say 50% discount. Another person would say zero because working out the net asset value is extremely difficult because you're taking, in essence, a leap of faith that the majority of their cash-consuming businesses now will become cash-generating within the next two to three years, therefore giving you a very high 
net asset value. So there is no number. Mm. There, there isn't a number because yeah. you're guessing the future and you're guessing valuations. These are these are unlisted investments. My personal view is there's still a 20-30% discount, but that's my view. Because there's no number then, Wayne, then that would also make it difficult to predict when they will actually even stop this buyback, where they'll get to more comfortable levels of a yeah. discount. Look, Nobody knows. Make no mistake, management have got an idea of what they think it's worth. Okay. All right. They're spending like anything. I think over the last two weeks, they've given you ideas of how many shares they bought back. And anybody looking at the JSE, you can see every day, even today, I just checked out, uh, nice person process, the buybacks were 30% of trade. And they've been yeah. regularly over the last two weeks, um, uh, nice person process trade has equaled in a, anywhere between 20 to 30%. It's more or less 25%. And our volumes have been low. So, um, you know, that's been propping up the numbers. But of course, they're buying aggressively into a very quiet market. So you are seeing the prices pick up you know, okay, and yeah. they're closing their discount rapidly. Yeah. I don't know when they're going to run out of money because sooner or later they're going to have to sell more 10 cent shares and the 10 cent price is falling. So. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. Anyway. Um, there's another question here on uh, Nasper's and Process. Um, which one would you choose and why? Sticking with you, David. You know, I I haven't got any real passion for uh, for either of them for the reason that Wayne says, and and I'm a bit concerned about their their investments, as as, as you know Wayne points out that they chewing cash, yeah. and I'm not sure that I want to have those kind of businesses. I don't, you know, food delivery is is not is not the business that I like to do, or, or classifieds or any of those. I like Tencent, but Tencent's under a lot of pressure at the moment. Yeah. They can't get their games improved, uh, approved once more. I don't know what the story is. Yeah, they weren't what part of that of list. They design, they're, not, <laughs> they're not getting them approved, and uh, and and the price just seems to be withering. You know, so uh, it was one of my favourite companies, but I've gone a little cool on it at the moment, only because of the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, uh, process Nasbaz. Which one would you prefer, if any? Look, there's not much difference between the underlying investments. Uh -huh. There's a difference between how the share price reacts, but the underlying investments are virtually identical. And I think there's more of a discount in NASPERS than process. But okay. the, the, there's no essentially different difference between the companies. There's just a difference between the relative the share prices. Mm -hmm. So I would choose, I think there's more of a discount in NASPERS. But, you know, it's, it's, it's still quite small, by the way. Uh, you know, the... The, the the difference between the asset bases is quite small. Mm. So we've got a lot of questions uh, coming through. Uh, so there's one on ETFs. The world markets are down from their peaks. Some ETFs are down over 50%, like ARK Innovation Fund, uh, Kathy Woods' uh, fund, and uh, China uh, Internet Fund. If your guests uh, had a good problem of having 250,000 Rand to take a punt on, very uh, great problem, actually. Uh, if it goes, it goes, or it's uh, going to make a 500% up. What three ETFs would they choose as a super punt, David? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just against everything I stand. I don't have super punts like that because no. um, I, I, if, if you want to make money, you know, if you're going to make money, you don't have to be that clever. You can just buy the, the NASDAQ or the S&P because when they do turn around, they're going to turn around uh, 
really well and I think you're going to make big money. So, but I would do that. But I mean, I don't think some of those innovation funds are necessarily going to recover a lot of their losses. I think that, I don't think it's that kind of market. We're not in that boom like uh, phase. So be very careful. Even the Chinese internet funds as well, I think they're going to battle as we've seen as the authorities come back. So I would just go for the, I think you'll end up making more money out of the boring S&Ps or world indices or anything like that. Yeah. So Wayne? that's my, that's my tickies worth. <laughs> so, so you're boring. Wayne, are you boring as well or are you bolder? Yeah, look, now David and I are old bullets and we are boring <laughs> as anything. We stick to big companies. We don't try and scratch out little, you know, 10 baggers or 500% things. But yeah. if you want to make a good investment now where I think you'll be quite happy in three years' time, you might be very unhappy in three months' time, but buy the NASDAQ, buy American tech. Mm. I mean, yeah. You're going to make 500% return, but you probably do quite well buying these shares, the big companies, at 50% discount to where they were a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> There's a viewer <laughs> that is um, quite annoyed <laughs> by the questions that we've been getting uh, about Avenger and Tongat. I mean, I, I guess that's, you know, it's valid because he, we've seen the... the he's the, right. He's the, right. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> he's punching. But no. I mean, but I mean, I, I, I think it's valid because we've seen the turnaround efforts that these companies have been trying to make, and I mean, there are still people who are, you know, who want mm -hmm. to see if you know there's an opportunity there. But uh, so this viewer is annoyed uh, with Avenge and Tongart saying that we should actually be going for good companies. Um, so mm -hmm. saying that my limited research into good companies with solid dividend bases currently shows that Omnia Holdings and Coronation Fund Managers are excellent uh, examples. Um, let me yeah. give yeah so wayne take uh, yes yeah one Look, of them and then david yeah investments is by and large buying good solid relatively boring companies that have been around for a long time and just hold them that's that's actually investments. yeah you know every three years every five years you can put in a little bit of extra money or pull out a little bit of extra money i mean now's the time to put in a little bit of extra money Anything like a Tongot or a recovery or something that's Steinhoff or uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you start putting money in that, you must understand what you're doing. It's not investments. It's punting. It's gambling. And there's nothing wrong with that if you want to do it uh. because you can make a spectacular return. But if you go for anything like that, don't put a large amount of your money into it and understand that one in ten will work. But that one in ten might compensate you for all the money you lost on the other nine. Yeah. But it's it's, it's hunting, it's gambling, it's, it's not investing. <laughs> um, and we'll still be tuning into the Endless Day um, that they have on uh, Friday. I think it's the twenty-first of July uh, for Steinhoff. Um, Omnia mm -hmm. and Coronation, David. Mm. Um, would you be well, going for those? Well, Omnia is one of those companies who was in trouble, who had overgeared. Uh, borrowed too much and uh, went into bad times. Fundamentally, their business was a good business, you know, the, the areas in which they were operating. But they came right. You know, they did come right. They had a massive rights issue, raised a lot of capital, and they're turning it around now. So they are pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, even Sassel, when you look at Sassel and that, mm -hmm. they were saved by the high oil price. You know, yes. when they were down to 27 Rand, they could have gone down to zero, it was touch and go. 
And uh, all of a sudden, the oil price turned around. Things They found a vaccine, to be honest. Yeah. And it was the vaccine that gave confidence. But, you know, to have speculated at that, it was speculative. You were gambling. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have come right. But, I mean, when you're handling other people's money, we can't act that way. You know, you've got to be conservative and take the, uh, the not, you know, the correct type of route. So, but yeah. I, I can't do those things. You know, I can't. I can't take I can do it in theory, you know, when I hold competitions and that. But in, in practice, now I've worked too hard for my money. And I think most of our clients have as well mm. to kind of take that kind of risk. Yeah. And, and, it's, it's and interesting. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's interesting reflecting on the market. You know, they're very true actual blue chip companies, which means that many, many good companies get into trouble once every 10 years or once every 20 years. And David will remember very well the blue chips of the 80s and 90s. Virtually none exist anymore. Yeah. And those that do exist have gone through terrible cycles where they've gone almost bankrupt at certain stages. So, you know, all companies carry a risk. But, you know, some companies are better at carrying risks and dealing with risks than other companies. And would Coronation be one of those? Coronation's a cyclical company yeah. that's tied to the market, yeah. but it's a very good underlying business. It's a truly, truly good underlying business. So would you say that they, this they is... only come down because the market come down? Yeah, the income and is is tied to the market. So so it's also it's really not just about of bad management. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and same as you know, same as markets, investment managers have good years and bad years. Yeah. All right. So this would be a good time then to go into those kinds of those those asset managers that are tied to the cyclicality of the markets. Yeah, I think if you so. believe the market's going to go up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a question here uh, on a retail savings bonds and now at 10.5 percent for this month. Mm. Is it possible we will see 11.5 percent should we wait? And for a 45 year old individual, would it be safe to rather place funds into these high-yielding accounts versus the current possible 10-year bear market, uh, David? You asked me about retail bonds. Yeah, more. I, I think 10.5 is an excellent yield. <laughs> you don't have to squeeze out that little <laughs> bit extra. Um, and, and, and even if it does kick up to 11.5, uh, it'll come back to 10. I think this is a, a really good opportunity uh, for retail investors to take that yield and, and bank it. You yeah. know, bank it for five years. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so don't fiddle around, you know, don't try. You're never going to get perfection. You're never going to get that call the bottom or call the top. So, uh, you know, just just look at the rate at this at this pace and, and buy it at this, at this price. Yeah. There's one with a long list here, and I actually think these are good companies. <laughs> um, uh, please ask the panel from uh, to pick three shares from the shares listed below, which adds great value at current market value. Six of them, I really think they're all good companies. Transaction Capital, Sibanye, MTN, Impala, Sasol, Mondi. Um, Wayne, would you like to pick one of them? Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for I'll go for out of that bunch. Probably go for Transactions Capital or Impala. Okay, David. Good company. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I say them again. Let me, transaction, Sibanye. Yeah, I think MTN. transaction, I, you, know, you know what I'm a bit worried about with transaction is that um, I think things are slowing down, particularly the taxi side of it as well, and maybe second-hand car prices as, as, as well. But it's a well-run business. It's vertically integrated and a very good operation. Yeah. Uh, I, why, why I'm saying that, and, and, and 
Wayne, I've been looking at the chart and they just seem to be going down mm -hmm. and down, you know, from that high. And that always worries me when people start to sell stocks. I know they've you had a good the, run. The mm. difference between Shapiro and I is I try to buy it at the bottom. <laughs> Shapiro buys it when it's already turned and going up. <laughs> All right. So uh, both of you quite uh, bullish. Well, actually, uh, David, uh, having some caution there on transaction capital. Um, there's another question here on City Lodge. It's, a, and it's more a question of circumstances rather than management. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not questioning the management at all. I'm just saying circumstances seem yeah. to be changing. That's that's all I'm a bit concerned about. Yeah. Is that we've had such a good run in 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 the, in the motor industry and also even taxis. You know whether they can maintain uh, the kind of profitability with with, oil, with petrol prices going up and whether they can pass it, up, pass mm. it on. So we have seen some slowdown in that area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. City Lodge and Redefine. Um, Wayne, pick one. I mean, surprisingly enough, I think I'll go for City Lodge. I mean, I know that we're getting for some sort of economic slowdown, but you look at what's happening in Heathrow. They are limiting... Oh. the number of people you can go to the airport and the airlines cannot cope with the volumes because they laid off so many people during COVID and put so many planes on ice. They just cannot cope with the volume. So I yeah. think that, you know, the tourism will come back and, and at 17 against the dollar and 20 odd against the pound, it's dirt cheap for overseas people to come to South Africa. So Indeed. I'll actually go for City Lodge, but I like them both, by the way. So okay. But I would actually go for City Lodge. And uh, Redefine, I know they also uh, had the data, um, not data, debt roadshow uh, yesterday and today, um, also saying that they're trying to refinance uh, the EPP debt. Uh, what's your... So there, it was actually an analyst that was concerned about the LTV of Redefine. Uh, David, what's your take on Redefine? It's still got... You know, it's a, again a well-run business in a difficult cycle at the moment. I think uh, the, the only issue that they've got perhaps is on the office side, which is still causing strain. Yeah. But, you know, Wayne, Wayne is a better property person than me. He looks at it closely and I think he knows that industry. But you're getting to a level now where I think they're going to be attractive. They're going to yeah. start. They might strain for a year or two or something like that. But I think, you know, we're not, I don't think you're going to see a lot. You've probably got more upside than you've got downside, if yeah. I can put it that way. Yeah, and I was you know, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, if you bought it now, there's less likelihood of losing money than of making money. Yeah, and I was I was actually going to ask if this is the time to go into REITs, uh, especially mm -hmm. considering the corporate action that is taking place. Uh, Wayne? Yeah, look, properties at the end of the day are proxies for the bond market, just more volatile. Mm. And they had had a terrible time over COVID and they are having a terrible time still in the office portfolio, but they are operating at massive discounts to the net asset value of, of the companies. And ultimately that net asset value and the share price will meet each other mm. because either the property values are too high and may come down a little bit, but most likely the share price will go up. I mean, yeah. you can just imagine in South Africa at the end of next year, we have falling interest rates, lower inflation, hopefully some end in sight to this torturous load shedding. And the economy might pick up from, I mean, pick up in South Africa as a relative term from 1% to 2.5%. Yeah. But, you know, 
two and a half better than one. And then the property shares could actually do quite well. All right. Okay, 10 seconds each. We've run out of time. I'm being shouted at. David, your stock pick for today? I'm going, I'm going with Amazon. I think Wayne was absolutely right. You could buy tech now. And um, I, I just think that it's time that you can start buying those big tech. Mm. Uh, Wayne, on your side, your stock yeah. pick? I'm going heavily cyclical and anti-cyclical. I'm picking the worst loser today, and that's Impala. It's time <laughs> to buy these mining shares possibly now. They have fallen so dramatically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's it. So we're now starting to buy. All right. Thank you very much, uh, gentlemen, for your time. Thanks to my guests, David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. And just a reminder, if you're on the lookout for hot small caps to add to your portfolio, don't miss the latest small cap showcase seminar brought to you by the JSE. Executives from five of the most followed shares in the sector, Stadio, Spearit, Capital Appreciation, Renogen and Southern Platinum, recently outlined the road ahead for 2022 you can catch the highlights at the broadcast times now on your screen and also again on Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. Exclusive to Business Day TV. Uh, from me, have a good evening.